0: Heavenly Father, I yield myself to the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God, for your grace and anointing that's upon this church and, Lord, upon my life. I thank you that you're causing me tonight to speak as an oracle, a mouthpiece for you, that I'm able to speak words, Father God, that would go into the hearts of the hearers and bring about change. Father, bring about correction, if necessary, Uh, encouragement, Father God. We thank you that your words are alive That they are life to us, health to us, wholeness, a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. And so we thank you tonight that every person here, that they are lighted and illuminated. That man's spirit is the candle of the Lord, Father God. And we thank you that your spirit is in this place to lead us and to guide us into all truth. We yield ourselves to the Word and to the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I just sensed... um, I need to pray before I get going any further. I believe that uh, uh, what I'm speaking um, may sound like I'm just talking and letting you get to know me. Um, but uh, I believe that I've come here um, as a testimony. There are, uh, first of all, um, we understand that um, about 1,500 pastors quit every month. Did you know that? Wow. Yeah. Um, and for a pastor to to go past two years is just, wow, praise the Lord. <laughs> Good for him. Glory to God! And uh, so here, um, I believe that it's been eight years. Um, the church is eight years old, and uh, um, Pastor Mark has been in ministry for um, um, nine. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just teasing. <laughs> if I mess with Pastor Mark, it's because I love him. But it's uh, what are you? You must be approaching about twenty or so. How long? Twenty. Wow. Let's give Pastor Mark a big hand, Praise <laughs> the Lord. Wow. Awesome. And uh, this is a, th- a side thought. I, I, it's good to see uh, my good friend, um, Pastor Mickey, here. And uh, glory to God, it's a tremendous blessing to see people still having um, their their roots in the church and serving God and in the kingdom of God. And it's just a pleasure to see you, my friend. Praise the Lord. But um, I just want to share with you, I'm, uh, I was speaking about that it's unusual for a pastor... Um, uh, to to last a lifetime in the same church, it's it's I shouldn't say unusual. It's uh, you know on the lower end of the percentage scale, if you will. And then even um, less for an assistant pastor. Y'all with me? Okay. And and uh, so what? There, there's a great need in the body of Christ for followers, if you will, for people who are willing to get underneath an anointing. That God has placed on a man and serve that anointing. And uh, you know a lot of people have gone into different uh, helps ministries uh, with the mindset this is a stepping stone to greatness. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, uh, and, and it really is but they've got it all wrong because they're thinking I'm stepping on this to get to the next person or the next ministry to, to, to enter into the place where I am number one. So if you can't be number one at this level, you won't be able to be number one at the other level either. And until until each of us come to the place that that this is what God has me doing and this is important for me to do to the best of my ability, then, then we probably will get things messed up even at this level. Y'all with me? And uh, so I've, I, I've, when I'm speaking about this subject today, I, I don't want anybody to, to feel in this room that I'm condemning anybody. Because I certainly haven't been perfect at any of this that I'm talking about. I've made my mistakes. I've, I've gotten disgruntled and got into the, oh, poor me, pity parties, you know. And I should be recognized, you know. Nobody knows these things, but, I, you know, I had them, believe me. <laughs> And when people, you know, be, oh, you're so faithful and you've been such an example. And I'm just looking at them and I think, that's what you think. (laughs) You know, because on the outside, I've been able to put on a pretty good front. Praise the Lord. But, you know, what happens is is that every time I got involved in something that was destructive, um, because I'm under a great ministry like you have here, then I was able to get back in the right place in the right time doing the right things for the right reasons. Amen? Amen? And that's all we can ask for, is to be in a place where God's power is being demonstrated and uh, and allow ourselves to be used by the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. And I know that uh, this, this house speaks about um, the church, your place of ministry, uh, being involved in the church, and uh, that importance. But I want to take it um, I believe that this church is going to the next level. I'm sure that y'all are feeling that, sensing that. And uh, um, every church comes to a place and it it just feels like there's a... Man, like you ran up against something. I'm not saying that's what's going on here. But but then there's this breakthrough because people grab hold of something different. Y'all, y'all with me? Mm-hmm. And there has to be a corporate... Um, vision, um, not for what can this place do for me, but what can I do for this place? How can I be used? How can I serve this ministry the best? Praise the Lord. And uh, do you mind if we look in the Bible? It's a great book, and I thought we might as well use it tonight. Is that all right? Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's look at Ephesians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm grateful and thankful for the body of Christ. I said, I'm grateful and thankful for the body of Christ. Yeah. I uh, um, wasn't always saved. Let me just give a little bit of testimony about myself. Um, I was raised in, in Catholicism. Is there anybody who, who was raised Catholic? Let me see with your hands. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless you. Glory to God. I got some brothers here in the house. All right. We'll be taking communion in a minute. All right. <laughs> Amen. Just after we do calisthenics. <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know, glory to God. That's why my legs—I got big legs from being Catholic. But, uh, anyways. But I'm I'm grateful that uh, I had. Um, a godly influence it was catholicism and it, it it wasn't you know there was some extra stuff that we don't necessarily believe in but but any amount of christianity is better than none Amen. Amen. did you get that yes. and there were godly people in the catholic church that i went to i mean they were whoo man i was just wretched though And I came from a long line of wretchedness. I mean, it goes deep. It's in my genes of of unrighteousness. And uh, so um, as a result of of a divorced family and and a broken home, I got involved in drugs and alcohol and and different things until at 19 years old, um, I was born again. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I went to the city of sin ...to find Jesus Christ. In Las Vegas, Nevada, I spent one year raising H-E double toothpicks... ...and actually ran into Jesus there. He pulled me over and uh, um, and here I am today serving the kingdom of God. Um, when Shortly after I was born again, I uh, went into a small Bible study... ...and we were believing God for a pastor and my present pastor came out and started a church with five people in my home. Okay, just trying to give you a little background um, before we go into this. So you know that I didn't just blow through town or show up in town, and uh, they hired me as the assistant pastor. Um, No, there was five people in the church. We were the church. Y'all with me? That means I answered the altar call. I caught myself when I fell out under the power. (laughs) <laughs> I started the tape and I cleaned the restroom after I used it, all right? <laughs> and, uh, and I counted it as a, a privilege uh, to be counted worthy um, to scrub that porcelain for the kingdom of God. Amen? And uh, it was from that place of service that God brought me to this place. Not everybody's headed towards a pulpit ministry, okay? Um, but if if you keep your head down and serve diligently, you will find yourself in the middle of God's highest and best, okay? Do you mind if we talk about this just a little bit? Because there's a lot of folks that that don't understand the magnificent privilege of serving in the house of God. amen Amen. and and uh i've read lots of books i deal with with uh youth a lot and of course i have my own children and uh i I wish i could tell you that i'm just the greatest dad there ever was but i'd be just lying (laughs) and 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 uh there's people there's people that have just recently asked me and said how come you're not home with your children and i'm like i'm here serving you what are you asking me that for because they're saying, they're real concerned about my kids, of course, you know. Um, but I've been doing this for uh, 21 years, and, and uh, I have a son who loves Jesus and has followed right after me. And and uh, the point is, if you do the will of God, He will perfect those things that concern you. And so many people sacrifice so much for so little that means just nothing. Y'all with me? I know this is Wednesday night. I've got the Wednesday night crew here. Praise God. You came came here to have church. You came here to hear from God. You came here uh, to to have a visitation. Praise the Lord. I heard one statistic said that if if, uh, the people who go to church Sunday morning, they just just love uh, church. Praise God. And, And those who go Sunday night, well, they love the pastor. But those who go Wednesday night just love the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, I suppose that's assuming they were there on Sunday morning, Sunday night. And you know what I'm saying? But let's look at the Word of God. Let's see what God's Word says about this. Ephesians chapter 4. In Ephesians, we see there that in... uh, I'll just have to let me read some of this. Is it okay if we read the word tonight, just for a little bit? Amen. We're going to just start with uh, verse seven and read through 16. If you are a note taker or you're scratching your Bible or doing something with a pen, uh, you might want to write this stuff down. It's good stuff. Hallelujah. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Turn to your neighbor and say, "You've got some grace." Amen. Verse 8, it says, Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Okay. So he sat up there for the purpose of filling everything up. And then he started passing out gifts to accomplish that. Hello. Okay. And so he gave some to be pastors. Now, let's talk about that one real quick because you have one in in the midst. Amen? Amen. And a good one. Praise God. And and, uh, he has invited me into his house. Okay? All right. right. You um, are the sheep of his pasture. Now, he's an under-shepherd of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not trying to get weird on you. But yet, you are his people. Okay? Now, he's asked me to come and and rustle up some feed for his sheep. Okay? They're still his sheep. Okay? So, um, honoring the gift and the person who's in charge and ownership of the sheep, I'm going to defer to him at any given time. If he was to step up here and say, okay, you're done, I would just sit down and say, praise the Lord. And just feel really good about it because he's in charge. Ultimately. I asked him a few questions before I came over here. uh, Deferring to the person that is in charge of this congregation. God gave him the gift for this place. Now we line out five of them. And uh, we could say I'm functioning as a a traveling pastor in one sense. Because I have a a bit of pastor inside of me. But I, I also have this evangelist flair. I love to preach the gospel on the streets. I love to get people saved. There's a, there should be a little evangelism in everybody. Amen? Amen? I love to do miracles. I love to lay hands on sick folk and have them get healed. I don't proclaim it and, and keep a list or a log of all the people who've been healed because it isn't me who does it. As soon as I do that, I probably end it anyways. You know what I'm saying? It's all about me. <laughs> But but here we have a gift from heaven that God has placed in this house to accomplish the ultimate goal that Jesus wants to fill all things. Amen. Okay? And and our ability uh, to connect with that is going to actually dictate our ability to be filled. Hello? Amen. And there would be several people that would argue and say, well, you know, I don't need no man. You know? Well, then, then, then you should have been crucified for yourself. Was Jesus a man? Yes. Well, yes, he was. 100% man and 100% God. So right away, we know that we needed a man, ultimately Jesus Christ... And it was him, he, that actually gave these gifts and released them into the body of Christ so, once again, that we would be filled. Now, so we see the five gifts, and we know that um, your pastor acknowledges the fact that there are more than just pastors needed. And he has brought me in, he's brought others in, and he realizes that you, that he isn't, uh, you know, all in all in the final word on everything, but he is the one controlling what gets to you. Uh, at our church, you can't just show up and have and be talented and get up on the platform and sing. Can, I don't think it's that way here, is it? Can you, you know, just sing a couple bars? Oh, you are good. Come on up. <laughs> is that what happened to you, Mickey? <laughs> Mickey's feeling like, man, I got done wrong, man. Should have tried to sing a little flatter or something, <laughs> but there was relationship there, and uh, that's what I'm talking about. Is is that it's it's through relationship that God is causing His His ultimate filling to take place. And uh, at Word of Life Christian Center, I always joke and said you have to be a prophet and have it raised three people from the dead before we let you clean the church. Yeah. I mean, we had this long process of qualification, and and it really saved us from a lot of challenge, but it also kept a lot of people out of serving because they just didn't have the maturity and the patience to make it. So we lowered the bar a bit. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Shortened it up. But still, um, as far as as, uh, platform ministries, we we really have a high qualification uh, to put people up there. And, And what is our pastor doing? What is Pastor Mark doing? Protecting the sheep. Yeah. Protecting the sheep. You, yeah, we've been in services and had people stand up and walk up on the platform and get on our drums. And we're like... <laughs> because that's the kind of church they're from. It's whoever feels led, jump up on the on the drums. No matter how you live it. Yeah. Honestly. Praise the Lord. We won't get too further into that. All right. Verse 12. So he he gave the five, what we call the fivefold ministry gifts, the, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we know they were given to fill, and they were given to perfect. They were given to increase. And as we yield to those gifts, as we find our place of service, then we connect with that filling funnel, if you will. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And, and the Bible says a faithful man will abound with blessings. And I've been serving underneath the same man for uh, 27 years come December. And I've seen um, people who get this. And I've seen people hang around for a long time who do not quite get catch hold of this principle. Right. Um, just recently, uh, Pastor David, our, our head pastor, his daughter, went to Ramah. There was a gentleman in the church said, said, um, I'll drive her vehicle to Tulsa for you, Pastor. He didn't ask him to do it, but he drove his vehicle to, t- to Tulsa, and um, and and he was blessed immediately. With he has his own trucking business, and uh, connections started happening and breaking loose. I'm telling you that the the man of God. Now, Pastor Mark did not ask me to talk about this tonight. I asked him, "Is there any particular thing you'd like me to share?" And he said, "Just just flow, brother. Just flow. Okay? Is it okay if I just flow tonight?" <laughs> Yeah. And I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm trying to to help this church and to help you uh, to be blessed, uh, because this is an avenue of which God will bring his blessings into this house. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And, and I don't know how um, comfortable um, that everybody is. It seems like if you talk about finances then you know, whoa, you know, don't get out my wallet, brother. I'm telling you, just get out there, you know. But it would include that, not just your service, but your finances, your blessings. Um, that whatever God blesses you with, that you just say, Lord, I so appreciate you and I appreciate the gift that you've given me, the pastor. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 I've got a whole other message on receiving your pastor. Oh my goodness, how you receive your pastor. Pastor, I appreciate you. Who's going to refresh his soul? Who's going to minister to him? Amen. Did you know that he's hes actually... Um, He's actually a man, too. Yeah, that means that he, he, he can actually be overwhelmed by the the pressures of life and those kind of things. And he's very spiritual and, and anointed, but yet there is a person in there. And so, so there are people that he surrounded himself with that... Um, that have a higher responsibility of encouragement but the church at large uh there should be there be should be something uh, when the holy spirit speaks to you about your pastor i'm so thankful for you pastor write a note everybody can't go have dinner with the pastor please don't so it's not, you know? <laughs> i just love you pastor he'd be like great love you too you know praise the lord y'all with me Okay, so for the perfecting of the saints, of the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we see that, that uh, the pastors and the evangelists and the apostles and the prophets and the teachers, they're actually building us up so that we are able to edify and build up the body of Christ. So God is at work in us, working through us. And, and uh, verse 16 is, is uh, one of my favorite uh, scriptures in this passage. It says, From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies according to the effectual working in the measure of every part makes increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. That's big stuff, you guys. That means that every person in this room is packing around on the inside of them some kind of vital supply for the body of Christ. And, uh, you know, I've never been a nursery guy. I've just avoided it. It's actually scary to me. What those babies do in their clothes is just... No, no, no. Uh-uh, not me. Yeah, I mean, it's just foul. And there's just... And there's, there's, um, there's people in the church that just absolutely love the nursery. They can't get to the church fast enough. The babies, I, they need me at the church. The babies... And when they do that thing in their clothes... They're just thinking, oh, that's so precious. And they're, they're just cleaning it up and throwing powder everywhere. And not for me. I'd be like duct taping them to the wall. You know, number four's here. You know, get it's foul. Don't touch it. You know? So there's different giftings, there's different. Um, uh, endowments and anointings That God places on people To do different things And obviously uh, Pastor Mickey is anointed to sing I, I didn't realize Praise God Fabulous, fabulous Up there playing, right? Yeah, yeah, he's like loving it I can tell, glory to God And uh, there are things that are not always that fun That God requires of us It gets real quiet in here now <laughs> And uh, there are times I wish I could say that youth ministry has always just been a kick in the pants, praise the Lord. Um, I I have not ever been just a youth minister, but it seems like um, I've been a youth minister forever, for about 26 years. I've served in in, uh, the youth ministry, and uh, um, I've I've wanted to quit before when when I've got uh, 13-year-olds that are pregnant. I've got kids with STDs and and, uh, broken homes and... And the list goes on now, you know, with with the uh, uh, they got the whole Adam and Eve thing all miss, messed up, and, and, uh, and Adam and Steve is starting to take place, and and uh, it just just is a, a a really challenging area of ministry. Uh, but that's where God has me. I believe that there's an anointing on my life to talk to teenagers and to love teenagers and minister life to teenagers. We really need seasoned people ministering to teenagers. And, and so so that's where God has me. I flourish there, but I, I, I'm over all the helps ministries and different things in our church. I won't bore you with the details. But as you give your gifts, God always multiplies you and increases you and expands you. I knew nothing about computers way back in the day. And I set my hand to that because that's we needed a, a network system in our church. And I was like, well, praise the Lord. Let me see what, what I can do here. Hey, kind of like Mickey. Let me see what this piano does. <laughs> you know? And, and I, I just started giving myself over to that. And I, I installed our network system. I installed our sound system. And, and began to work with sound. And, and, uh, and, and just began to expand the giftings on my life. And I don't feel like it's a stepping stone. I feel like I'm just having a great time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Increasingly. In the meantime, my children are growing up watching their father serve the kingdom of God. Amen. I just recently in the gym, I work out in, in a gym in Vegas and, and one of the young men has little children. I said, I said, sir, father is the most important job on the planet. Now listen, it's more important than president of the United States. Because if everybody would do father right, then everything else would work. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes. Amen. And and uh, I, I just couldn't communicate to him enough about it. And and some other gentleman came up to me and and heard the whole conversation. He says, I got a question for you. He said, What if a homosexual came to your church? And I said, What if he did? He said, No, what would you do? <laughs> I would say you may be seated. I don't know. What do you mean? Thanks for coming. I don't know. What are you trying to get at? And, and I, I kind of messed with him a little bit. But eventually I told him, you know what? It's no different than if if an adulterer came through our doors. It's no different than if a fornicator came through the doors, a, a drunk, a drug addict. That he's involved or she's involved in a destructive lifestyle. And now they've come into a place where they can find help. Okay, I told him, we are not rushing him back to ru- teach our children anything right. Right. until he shows a running record of freedom. We can't use that, man. But I tell you what, we welcome him. And then I ended up, long story short, I ended up praying with that gentleman to receive Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior right in the gym. Because what they're looking for is judgment. They're looking for the cold, bony finger of, where the church. Right. And you ain't right. You know, we're the church, and most of us ain't right. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm just teasing. We're the righteousness of God in Christ, amen? But, but uh, you know, outwardly, there's things that we're working on. Isn't that right? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So in, in the Amplified, it says, in Ephesians 4.16, it says, For because of him, the whole body, the church, in all its various parts, Closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments with which it is supplied when each part with power adapted to its need is working properly in all its functions, grows to full maturity, building itself up in love. There you go. The plan of God. The plan of God. That we all stand in our place and find our place of service. I always encourage the men, I I know that we are are very excited about man camp this this week, praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and, uh, (laughs) but I always, I'm always uh, beckoning to the men of our church uh, to find the young men that are fatherless in our church. And about half of our youth ministry is broken homes, you know, and and, uh, children that either don't have a man in their home, or their father is um, aloof of some kind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, so I'm always saying, gentlemen, look for someone. They're here. Look for somebody you can affirm. Look for somebody you can encourage. And uh, um, it, this, this, this house feels like a, a really strong house. looks like you've got great families in this church. Um, and so if you can't find one in the house, then you find one out of the house. You know what I'm talking about? Look for a young man whose life you could save. Praise the Lord. And so so God has placed his hand on each one of us. We all have a a supply. We all have something that we are to give. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Let's look at Acts. In Acts chapter 6. In Acts chapter 6, in verse 1, it says, In those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews, because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, which we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word and the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost and Philip and Prochorus and Nicanor and Timon and Parmenas and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them and the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Um, When when people step into their positions um, The word of God is released It's almost like it's exponential It it builds momentum And people are are just swallowed up In a community by life Just um, 500 I suppose This church is about 500 people Um, Well eight years ago there was no one But somebody stepped into a position And said pastor How about if I do that Or Pastor Mark said hey can you do that And they said yes I will And then it began to multiply And I believe that there are Servant scientists That are released into churches for pastors At our church we have A a JJ and a Charles And uh, years ago I was getting overwhelmed with all the different Things that I was taking on And uh, they stepped in And took uh, the position Of what I would call an armor bearer And I don't know Necessarily, if there's that person here, but uh, uh, we don't even call them that at our church, so I'm not trying to say, you got to have an armor bearer. <laughs> <laughs> but these gentlemen, they were not going to let our pastor uh, drive to the airport ever again. Whenever he was going out of town on ministry occasions or for whatever, even personal, they were going to come to his house, pick him up, drive him to the airport, make sure he had uh, fresh water, and, and uh, they'd just... Take him and take care of it. Literally everything. Tip the guys who took his baggage. They made sure he was taken care of. Then it, it extended to other things. They began uh, to do his uh, laundry. Not, not say they came over and washed his underwear. No. <laughs> you know, stay out of their house. <laughs> but, but his suits. You know, the, the dry cleaning, if you will. Okay, And they were taking care of that And, and the list would go on and on And, and uh, God begins to increase a church When people will take the weights And the things that are, are burdens On a pastor's mind And sometimes people get caught up well, well he's just a man I mean he needs to do something for himself Well you know what uh, He's got plenty to do I guarantee it uh, when, you're, when you're going to the next level God's bringing you people that are going to take care of these menial things. I'm reminded of a story um, by uh, uh, Reverend Tony Cook. He he uh, talked about a pastor friend of his that had a gentleman in his church. His name was Bob. Okay. Now Bob just got saved and and uh, he was unpolished. You know what I'm talking about? Unpolished. He he just didn't have the, the right vernacular. You know. He he wasn't a person who um, spoke eloquently. In fact, I'll just say it. He just cussed he cussed and, and, uh, but he got saved he, he was uh, one of the ruffians of the community before you know a, a drunk a, a wild man and, and uh, um, so, so I mean he would talk to the pastor about God talking to him in the word you know I see the Lord's telling me this in the word of God and I just don't F and realize why
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and how the H am I going to do that So, and, and he'd walk out the church, and the door would slam on his wife's face. You know, I mean, he was just rough, you know, unpolished. But yet, um, God was working in him, and and he uh, saw the pastor mowing the lawn, and and uh, he's driving by the church, sees that, and he he said, uh, stops the truck and backs up, and 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 rips out there to the pastor and says, what the? Are you mowing the lawn for? And the pastor just, you know well, it needs to be mowed. And he told him, Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mow this GD lawn from now on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, this guy's rough. This, there's no reason for the, you know, blankety blank pastor to, to be blank in the, you know, whatever. You know, he just, all the colorful metaphors. Doesn't know how to speak. His, his mind isn't renewed. You understand? But yet the Spirit of God is showing him. To mow the lawn before he's dealing with his mouth. Isn't that funny? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Isn't that something? And you got people who don't ever cuss that don't ever do nothing. <laughs> and you wonder who God's impressed with.
1: <laughs>
0: huh? You know, I'm just so I'm just I don't ever cuss, and, you know, I, I'm at church every Sunday, and, and uh, you know, all my children smell really good, and and, uh, <laughs> and your life appears, you know, like, uh, but but what is God talking to you about? Look, God's always talking to us about something. Yeah. Yeah. And here, this brand-new Christian, he looks in the Word of God, and he read, right here in Acts, is where, it, it before he mowed the lawn, he said that he read... He's telling his pastor. And it says that that I need to hear from God, pastor. And it's saying that if you're doing this lawn mowing stuff, then you can't attend to prayer and to the word. I've got to know that on Sunday that you are talking from heaven. This is a new believer. Cussing at him while he's talking to him. Come on, y'all. Excuse me. Isn't that right, people? I work with teenagers. <laughs> and so I believe that God is requiring of us uh, to, to honor the men of God. And, and it's not always directly. I'm not always going to be able to shine uh, Pastor Mark's shoes. Everybody can't do that, you know. Uh, but maybe he is. God's possibly talking to you about that. Uh, there's people that wash his vehicles. There's people that do all kinds of things. And and uh, it releases them to concentrate on the thing that God would have them to do. And he did not ask me to talk about this today. And he's probably squirming like, oh my gosh, I should have went on vacation if you were going to talk about that, you know? No, honestly, it it, it can be very uncomfortable um, for a pastor um, to hear his people being encouraged to bless him. Praise the Lord. Um, This this is a, a thing that I did for... We did as a church. Um, We blessed our pastor on his 50th birthday. Um, My heart was to hand him $50,000. That was my heart. And uh, there was other few people that said, we want to give him a motorcycle. And I said, I don't have a problem with that. If you do it after I hand him (laughs) $50,000. And they said, well, well maybe we could just raise the money and let him get whatever he wants. And I said, that's fine with me. But when it was all said and done, we handed him $50,000 and gave him a motorcycle. For his 50th anniversary, it was a Harley Davidson, Dinah, something, crotch You know, it's gone. Orange streak, you know. And uh, he was blessed. Okay. And so I, um, being his assistant, um, had the privilege of, of helping and being involved in that and contacting all the friends that know him, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, what what as a result, um, last, was it last summer? Yes, last summer on my birthday, um, this gentleman came up to me. He said, put out your hand. I said, and he dropped his keys in my hand. I said, what's that? He said, that's your motorcycle. I said, what do you mean it's my motorcycle? He said, I'm giving you my motorcycle. And this was a Valkyrie. I don't know if you guys know what that is. I don't even have to know what the thing is. (laughs) All I know is you get on that and you crack that throttle. You better be hanging on, man. I'm telling you. (laughs) It was like two wheels on a car. It's six-cylinder. It's huge. It's huge. It's like a gold wing without all, you know, 300 pounds of fairing. It's stripped down. And And I'm telling you, you, you honor the anointing on your pastor and you can't run from the blessings. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, this isn't something Pastor Mark told me to say. I'm just telling you what I know and what I've seen. Amen. It's like uh, Dr. Youngi Cho. Does anybody know who that is? Yeah. He's uh, the pastor of the largest church in the world, basically. I believe it's um, close to a million members in one church in Seoul, Korea. But uh, he said this, and, and uh, he speaks about um, um, speaking things into existence. And uh, but he said this about that subject because there's a lot of controversy about that. Okay, as, as you probably know. And uh, <laughs> you're one of those name it claim it people, aren't you? <laughs> it's like I guess I am because I got
1: it, you know? <laughs>
0: That's not nice. (laughs) What was I talking about? Anyways, so Paul Paul Young-Gi Cho, he says um, in his accent, he says, many people tell me that what I'm saying is not true. It's too late. (laughs) You've got a million members, you, you know, in your church and nobody else has. And somebody tells you it doesn't work. Yeah, he comes to America for pastoral meetings, and they have churches of 10,000, and he says, you have the makings of a small prayer group here. (laughs) Very humbling. (laughs) So when people got into their positions and got into their place, uh, the word of God increased in so much that even religious people came to the kingdom of God. Are there any religious people in Boise? Do you guys know any? Is there some here? Yeah? Well, that really, honestly, is a vacuum to them. When they see a church where people are willfully and joyfully serving in their place, there's a dynamic that takes place that draws people out of dead places. Dead places. And they're just like a magnet or, or, or just a bug to a light at night. It's like, I can't help myself, you know. <laughs> you know. And they get fried by the Holy Ghost when they get in your church. You know, <laughs> you know they just start creaking in tongues, you know. <laughs> so they got the, the Holy Ghost bug zapper got them. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Their teeth start chattering together, you know. He's like, I think it's a tongue. It's Morse code, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh,
1: praise
0: the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. So it's just great and, and, and a privilege to be in the, in the house of God in a church where the Holy Spirit is moving and and there's a living thing taking place. And and uh, um, as as I. In um, back here preparing and, and wanting just to say just exactly what God would have me say, um, I just sense the Holy Spirit. It's such a privilege to know that, that He comes here. He He comes in here. He is here. And when you guys show up, He comes to see you and, and join with you. And Oh, what a privilege. Amen. That we are His people, called by His name. Oh, glory to God. I, and, and look, he, he scraped me off the bottom of hell. That's how I feel. I just did not deserve any of this. And he stood me here and, and placed me in his kingdom. And I always, I always come up humbly when I stand before people, whether it's my own church or someone else's, uh, one elderly woman. Um, As this young preacher, he came flying up onto the platform to give his sermon, you know, because he's something else. And and he, about five minutes later, he said everything he had to say. And he felt defeated and went down that platform. Just And uh, the elderly wise woman said, if he had come up like he went down, he could have went down like he came up. And so whatever ministry that you've been given, whatever responsibility that has been um, placed in your hands, do it humbly and respectfully, honoring your pastor. Be a reflection of your pastor. Amen. And treat the people that he's given you charge of as he would treat them. Amen. And, uh, And God will just explode every area of this house. Praise the Lord glory to God hallelujah so I'm not going to necessarily spend much time on the qualifications for ministry I'm going to leave that in pastor Mark's hands and I'm sure he qu- communicates about those things but obviously people need to be qualified for ministry there are churches that do nothing but you're breathing you have a heartbeat come up on the platform we we don't do that praise the Lord <laughs> then in Romans chapter 12 let's look at there real quick Having then gifts differing according to the grace, turn to your neighbor and say, You've got some grace. <laughs> it says gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, and he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. And he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love. Turn to your neighbor and say, you better act right. (laughs) I mean, I, 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 I just sense, I don't know, Pastor Mario, it just seems like you have a really nice group of people here. And uh, we 're from Vegas. I mean, think about it we 've got two million bobs in Vegas <laughs> and so it's it's quite interesting um, because um, there there's certain uh, baggage that everybody of course brings in when they get saved uh, but but uh, it's really interesting the multicultural things that we don't even realize sometimes that people have and and uh, so so you know. People are going along in their business, and I'm like, oh, I don't think so. (laughs) This goes on in church. (laughs) You know, or that's my seat. (laughs) Get out of my seat. There's a visitor in their seat. (laughs) Out of my seat you <laughs> know as pastors our heart just drops <laughs> like, no nobody did that in my church yes. yes there's five or six of them do it every Sunday <laughs> no it's crazy And you guys think I'm kidding I am totally serious yep. Oh, that would be my seat I sit there every Sunday <laughs> we're like oh <laughs> and they come to church they're looking for something different aren't they than that. The world is. No
1: kidding.
0: Yeah. And we know, Jesus said, that the church is for sick folks. But the world is really honestly looking for something different when they come to church. Amen. Amen. And sometimes it's our longtime church folks that can be the shortest in their uh, patience, you know. Oh, no, you did not cut me off in the parking lot. <laughs> I know that doesn't happen here in Boise, but honestly, honestly, not just at church either. At the grocery store, you're representing your pastor. And I've I've seen some Christians do some horrible things to the clerks. Come on now, have you? my son and I, we were just laughing at the airport, because it just seemed like we were surrounded with people who just needed God so bad, <laughs> that's the funniest thing, it's, you know, how we, we all are still getting used to being, you know, you know, mugged at the airport every time we, you know what I'm saying, and patted down, you like, hey, you know, they just check everything, you know, and, and, uh, so, this woman had just been had that experience, and she's coming ripping over to where we're putting on our shoes, you know. And she's just, um, she's like Bob. She just, you know, she, yeah. And, and, uh, and so then. So then we kind of chuckle about that a little bit and we're just trying to you know, smile because we need to get to our airplane and, and, and then we go over to help carry the things back and put them in like good Christians would do, all of us not leave them there for somebody else to take care of our stuff and we go put it back and this elder man, he throws his at him <laughs> and we were, we were just cracking up and I said, oh, that wasn't very nice and, and, and I said, son, grab that so he picks it up and she said, did you know him? We said, no, we don't know him. <laughs> She's like... Man, thank you for picking that up for me. You know, shouldn't we be like that everywhere we go? Yeah. 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 Amen. And I just, I just love people too. I think that people are the most entertaining thing. I could sit at the mall with an ice cream cone and just me and my son be like, (laughs) just people are great. People are great. It's, it's funner than the zoo. It really is. It really is. Amen. If God's called you to people, you might as well enjoy them. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so, so what we see here being unfolded in Romans is a list of giftings and, and, and manifestations of God's grace through his people. And, and, and apparently your uh, attitude about your position can actually hinder that flow. Don't think of yourself... More highly than you ought to think. And and so what I've seen is there's a pendulum. The devil tries to push us off either over here. We're uh, full of ourself. Or over here where it's like, I am unworthy. I'm unworthy. Right? right. And you you just can't hardly get anything out of someone like that. That just feels like I just am worthless. I have nothing to offer. Um, You know what I'm saying? Well, how about we run right down the middle of the road. And know that God's mighty hand is empowering us. And I am well able to do what God has called me to do. Amen. Amen. And do it with a right spirit. Praise the Lord. Amen. See, see, what we, we uh, fail to understand is, is uh, uh, a lot of times people will attach themselves to the second man or to the third man or whatever. People that are serving close to the pastor and, and they'll start getting in their ear, you know, and yeah. say, you know, I like it when you speak better. You need to speak more. I'm going to go talk to the pastor. I'm like, look, no. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I appreciate your encouragement, but don't talk to the pastor. Please. And they're like, well. Others will come, and some of them well-intentioned, not all of them, some of them well-intentioned will say, you're just the heart of the church. It's like, I'm nobody, look. Pastor David is the pastor of this church. That's our pastor, Pastor David Sharon. He's the pastor. So you can look outside. His name's on the sign. And uh, um, there's a book called Well-Intentioned Dragons. Yeah. You know, think about dragons. They breathe fire, you know. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> well, they have good intentions, some of them, apparently. And there's a list of different things that how they operate. And we need to be real careful what we allow people to say to us amen. Amen. amen amen and uh i'm i would be considered possibly a type of joshua in our church to pastor david who would be a type of moses okay and you understand uh this principle that uh moses told joshua to go out in, into battle joshua is out there kicking butt okay he's out there just what are you? Thing, thing, thing. you know they are killing everything Booyah! So he's got a lot of men in his influence. And Moses has two men. Do you know this story? Aaron and Ur are holding up Moses' arms. Okay. Now, uh, there are people who will get confused, and I'm going to let you guys go tonight. I was kidding about midnight, honest. And uh, there are people that will get confused when they see somebody excelling and an anointing on their life at what they do. And sometimes people will be drawn to that. And that's a great um, mistake. Because when did Joshua endure and when did they win? When Moses' arms were lifted up. If they grew weary and went down, they would begin to lose. Who's the champion here? Joshua or Moses? The hand of God was on Moses. And as long as Moses was able to lift his hands to heaven, then they would succeed and they would um, conquer and win. Now listen, if we make sure that the mantle where God's placed his hand in a place like, like this church... That he is, is strengthened and encouraged. That um, when the devil comes in and starts stirring up mess somewhere, that there is just a band of people. Could you stand up for a minute, Pastor Mark? There's just a band of people that will just lock arms. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And get an attitude. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one too, by the way. It's like, no, that's my Pastor. That's my pastor. You, you, you come a little closer, and I will pimp slap you. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Amen. And and you get, hey, um, sir, could you get on the other side and lock arms like this on the other side? And you get a bunch of people like this, and you build a wall that's unpenetrable. Amen. Amen. And then this church uh, begins to flourish and grow. And uh, look at you. Whenever God's bearing fruit anywhere, you attract devils. Okay. So this job, what I'm doing and what this gentleman is doing, Jeremy, this is vital to the ministry. That this man has people like you standing in this place. On behalf of him. So that his arms. Can remain lifted up. And that you guys. Can win the battles of life. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's just bow our heads just for a moment. Heavenly Father I just thank you for.